got TW Takes in the house. TW Takes, what's up? TW Takes podcast. That's Terrible Wrestling Takes podcast. So we'll go through all the monikers. The, uh, the man himself. Bishop over at TW Takes podcast. Absolute legend. He is an Irish New Yorker. Big up Bishop. Bishop <laughs> TW Takes. Shout out to Bishop on that one. Bishop from TW Takes. Matt Bishop from TW Takes. Shout out to TW Takes. TW Takes. Mr. TW Takes. TW Takes. TW Takes. TW Takes. TW Takes. And Takes. TW Takes. Bishop has, you know, on terrible takes. TWT Takes. Terrible wrestling takes. Bishop's terrible wrestling takes. Strictly for Bishop. Shout out to Terrible Wrestling Takes. Cheers, Bishop. TW Takes podcast. Him and his wife, Mrs. TW Takes. We got Mrs. Takes here as well. My wife. Mrs. Takes. She's the sleeper hit. So good. Thank you, wife. Shout out to Mrs. TW Takes. It's a fun back and forth. Such a small part, but so effective. I'm telling you, that's my go-to podcast now. TW Takes. You want here? Terrible Wrestling Takes. Bishop from Terrible Wrestling Takes. Bishop, everybody needs to be listening to you, brother. Bishop, say hello. Oh, shit. Here we go. Brand new episode. Terrible Wrestling Takes Podcast. But before we talk that shit, let's plug that shit. TBTakesPodcast.com for all platforms, audio and visual. Like and subscribe, especially if you do it for other people. TBTakesPodcast.com slash TWTs for all the merch to help support the show. Most affordable, fastest shipping merch in the podcast game. Remember, at TWTakesPodcast on all social media. And remember, review if you do, rate if you feel. Subscribe for me like you do for the rest of these idiots with a microphone and a computer now let's get into some more terrible wrestling takes oh shit here we go SummerSlam weekend nxt takeover 36 do a little pre-show see what's going on uh check out twtakespodcast.com slash twts pick up that anniversary pack august 21st the one year anniversary of the podcast debut episode was august 21st 2020 one year anniversary august 21st 2021 myself justin time 211 We'll be on Twitter Spaces live for watch along of the SummerSlam pay-per-view. That'll be dope. We'll be going on sometime during the pre-show. You know, get all our shit together, get focused, and uh, and we'll be having a blast. Uh, I'm thinking about recording this watch along as well and loading it up as an episode. So if you guys miss SummerSlam or want to go back and just listen to us bullshit, I'm sure there's going to be some some banter going on. And hey, join the Spaces. You join the Spaces, we can invite you on to speak. And, uh, you know, give us some, some of your thoughts on the, on the matches that took place. So, uh, join myself just in time to 11 Twitter spaces sometime during the pre-show and, uh, and have a blast, man. Have a blast. Not too sure if we're doing anything for NXT TakeOver 36. The watch-alongs usually take a lot of energy out. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it all goes. But, uh, yeah, join us. Join us for the one-year anniversary of the show plus the SummerSlam watch-along. Should be fun. Should be fun time. Always is. Our watch-alongs are always dope. So, other than that, let's jump into it. Uh, before we get into what's going to happen at the pay-per-views, I wanted to pick up a couple uh, Ask Bishops that didn't come through last time. First one from at Just the Wrestling 5. Uh, he came in late, knew he came in late, and said, uh, I'm late, but eight wrestlers today you would build a brand around. And I had a couple of days to think about this. And, you know, when, when I went to actually write it down, I just came with the top of my head. And I think what I would do is I would build my top scene off of Roman and Samoa Joe. I would lock those guys up. Because Roman as a figurehead as the champion and Joe as either the credible challenger or the Jake Roberts building the next challenger type, I think is perfect. I would have Ricochet and Ali 
in my mid-card scene. And this, in the same context, it doesn't matter who's the champion, whoever they're challenging, they have great matches together. Plus, they can also build who's beneath them in, in a very technical way. They're not just high flyers. They, they're like absolute technicians. Uh, for the tag division, of course, I would build it around the Usos. I don't think they have a bad tag match with anyone. Uh, and for my women's division, I would build it around Ray and Tony Storm. Originally, I was thinking Bailey and Tony Storm, but I went Ray because she's younger, and I think she has all those tools as well. And I think if you put Rhea at the forefront, and she doesn't have to be, when she's the A side of the argument and not the B side of it, I think she's much, much better. I mean, when you look at her work with Mercedes Martinez, her work with Raquel Gonzalez, you had someone who was in control of the situation and performed masterfully. And ever since she's been the B side, it just hasn't been coming across uh, as, as well. And that's a problem for me. So if you put her in the forefront, I think you get get a much better version of Rhea. So maybe I could have went Rhea and Bailey, but I think Tony Storm has such untapped potential. I think the booking of my promotion can get the best out of both of these women. So I would go Roman and Joe, Ricochet and Ali, the Usos, and Rhea and Tony Storm as my eight. I would build a brand around. And I was thinking about too. He said brand and not a promotion. So it's as if it needs its strength of one show as opposed to the uh, the branding, for lack of a better word, of an entire company. So, but shouts to Just Wrestling 5. Appreciate the the question coming through, even though it was late. No big deal. Uh, shouts to Graham at Good Bad Wrestle from the Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast. Uh, he says, as Vince will make more cuts, whose names do I think are next? And then of those cuts... Who should be brought back so i you guys know i don't like to go negative unless it's blatant right and i definitely don't fantasy book so i won't fantasy book in the negative but miss amanda jane shout out to miss amanda jane on the thursday episodes of wotr the show she had mentioned morrison and frankie monet and i got to thinking it's very possible um i mean ricochet i can see being cut you know take anyone who doesn't get much time on tv because as we've discovered, you can't make sense of any of the cuts. The cuts come out of nowhere. Bronson Reed, when he won the North American title, got a celebration. Allowed to bring his fucking wife into the ring. You know what I mean? So I, I don't. I don't know. You know? And, and I would hate for anyone to go, especially if I like watching them on TV. Speaking of, uh, my buddy Trix, shout to at Prince Arthas LK on Twitter. Uh, Trix said, do I think Bray comes back or goes elsewhere? And I, I've I've talked about this before that I think Bray's best suited in an area of creative outlet. So I can see him as a Hollywood producer, um, an executive producer, maybe where he's uh, some type of consultant for a project that he comes up with, a la the Fiend character, where he's in control of the narrative but not the production or the things like that I, I could see that happening um i i mean no offense i i love bray as a wrestler i do I, I i've always had believability in what he did i don't think he's best suited for wrestling anymore i think he's too creative for that i don't think he should come back to wrestling at all i want him back i do i do i want him back 
as as a selfish fan but when you look at his creativity it goes so above and beyond the standard believability of what we watch he's he's better suited for some type of of tv series you know like rob zombie goes to make a house of a thousand corpses and people are like oh this fucking uh this rock guy is gonna make horror movies and he does great i'm not a horror fan at all shouts to uh night of the lp and nightmare fuel with a k i'm not a horror fan but when it comes to the halloween movies I love the Rob Zombie ones because they're watchable and they're about the production value and the story opposed to the slasher surprise of things. Um, And it's more the story that they tell within Michael Myers. I could see Bray Wyatt doing a very, very similar thing, coming up with some type of story-based creative entity. I can't even even picture what it would be except for the fact that through the mind of what we've seen him do. It's it's always beyond what wrestling is. So I would love to see Bray Wyatt do that stuff. I do not see him wrestling anywhere else because the production value, and this again, I've, I've said this shit about AEW a thousand times, they do not have WWE's production value. And for what Bray Wyatt needs to do, it's not just leader of the Dark Order stuff. It's it, You can't get it over with vignettes and hearty compound style shoots. Bray Wyatt shit is above that. That entrance that they did at WrestleMania where the burnt fiend had a metamorphosis into the fiend that performed. AEW can't pull that off seamlessly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's not going to come off the same way. So that production value is important, and that production value exists in Hollywood. So shouts to Bray, man. Uh, I was listening to the new ringer podcast with Aero Hawani. Uh, he, he had Freddie Prince Jr. on and he, he gave some insight onto cause it kind of sounded like Freddie Prince Jr. was talking to somebody at WWE about Bray getting released. And he made it all about Bray not wanting to play ball, not wanting to play by WWE's rules. And just from the vibe of the matches and everything that we've seen, I've never gotten that context on TV. And I don't know why Freddie Prince would, would lie about something like that unless it's just his main guess but it didn't sound like he was guessing it didn't sound like he was guessing so check that out on the the ringer podcast network um to see to see if you guys kind of feel the same way uh let me know what you think because it just yeah it felt like he was saying that bray wyatt wasn't doing what wwe wanted him to do therefore that was the reason for cutting him but i never absolutely never got that vibe the Fiend character seemed to play ball a lot, play ball a lot, to the detriment of what the fans were even thinking. So, I don't know. Very interesting. Uh, and then the last question is from at BL8in3, formerly known as at BC Mendoza. Wonderful, wonderful supporter of the show. Uh, check him out, at BL8in3. His Instagram and Twitter are now the same. That's why he changed it. Um, but on his IG, he does uh, photo shoots and shit for for companies. Uh, takes some pretty cool pictures, uh, different ways of of shooting for modeling I, that I've seen. So, and it, he's all self shot too. So, shouts to Blaine, the homie Blaine, formerly at BC Mendoza. His question is, what are we drinking SummerSlam weekend? And he gave me a beer with a middle finger. So go fuck yourself too, man. Um, I've already committed. I'm doing just seltzer and lime. I got a bunch of limes in the fridge that are going bad. 
Uh, they're turning from green to brown, but they still got good flavor, so we're fine. <laughs> I'm just doing seltzer line. I'm not gonna get all fucked up. I might have a Tito's or two, but I just I don't I don't really feel like it. Uh, I've been kind of sick the last couple of days, so I don't think I'll be doing any drinking for SummerSlam. So, uh, but thank you guys for all the responses to the Ask Bishop on the last show. I got really good responses from that show, so I appreciate that. My downloads jumped up significantly doing that, so I appreciate all the continued support from everyone. Uh, it's been a fantastic time. I think we're at episode 104 right now. That's right. I wanted to get this in, so before the one-year anniversary hit, I could average two episodes a week because uh, <laughs> for a while there, man, I was pumping them out. But again, thanks for all the Ask Bishop questions. I like doing them, and like I said, I get good responses, so we'll see. We'll see about asking more uh, this way. You know, It's just my opinion on certain things. And not narrative driven the way I, I tend to end up talking, especially when I get into like the AEW stuff. And you know what? Let me jump on that real quick. The the whole CM Punk stuff and, and Rampage and all that. Because uh, I've done a lot of tweeting about it. And, and Roman Reigns talking to, I believe it was Errol Hawani again, saying that CM Punk wasn't as over as a John Cena. And then Rosenberg got in him shit and McFoley CM Punk is over. CM Punk is over in two ways. The literal sense, he's over. He's done. It's not, it's not worth it. But CM Punk himself, he is the Undertaker gong, right? If it hits, people go crazy. If CM Punk walked out the door, he's going to go crazy. But if he doesn't, are you guys going to keep this up? If CM Punk doesn't come out, are you going to keep this up? Are the chants really going to keep going? CM Punk is over to hipster crowds. He is specifically supported by people who are anti-WWE. CM Punk is not over with WWE fans. He is not. And if he came back, it would not take long for people to no longer like what he's doing. He hasn't wrestled in more years than Goldberg has. He has wrestled longer ago than Brock Lesnar has. Sting has had more matches. Like, why do you guys still want him to come back? And you guys, as in, and honestly, I'm listening to podcasts, I'm watching comments, percentage-wise, in my opinion, from what I've seen, it's about 20% of the audience is a very vocal audience saying they want him back. But watch, the, watch Rampage with the sound off, just what you see. Watch Dynamite with the sound off, just what you see. It's not performed well. CM Punk goes to AEW. There's fanfare. There's appreciation. There's adulation. It's going to be crazy. People are going to love it. Until what? Until what point when it doesn't work because he hasn't wrestled in fucking eight years? How long is this going to go? If he comes back and he performs on a level that gets people to watch, by all means, do it. But this has been about two months of a hype package. Big question is, what if he doesn't? Why do people get so hung up on the pipe bomb, pipe bomb promo? I tweeted this out. If you think the pipe bomb, the pipe bomb was anti-WWE and not allowed, remember when Paul Heyman would get his microphone cut for saying the letters UFC when talking about Brock Lesnar? Then he would stand in the ring and he would tap the microphone, wait until he hears a sound until he can speak again? At any point in time, WWE cut the microphones. The second greatest work of all time, because shout out to Marsh. Marsh says it all the time. People think Vince McMahon in real life is a bad guy because they believe what he did on TV, that he was that person, a legit horrible person. 
So back in 99, 2000, when Vince McMahon came out and he was the worst person of all time, you guys still believe that? You guys really think CM Punk is anti-WWE? Yes, he had the lawsuit. Yes, he was served papers on his wedding day. There's animosity. There's tension there. But if he was solely anti-WWE, regardless of the money, he wouldn't show up to backstage and do the show. You know what I mean? Now, I think I think the chances of him coming out on Rampage the night that this episode drops is significant, significantly raised because Moxley is in the main event and CM Punk and Renee are good friends. That's the only reason that made me think, oh, well, maybe he does come out. Other than that, what if he doesn't? What if he doesn't? And then I thought about this genius fantasy booking. What if he does show up? And he shows up without signing a contract. He shows up in good faith, right? But then at SummerSlam, he actually comes out at the end of the show and beats up John Cena. How about that? What, what, what fucking Vince genius would that be? Allow CM Punk to show up the night before while under contract at WWE so he can't sign one at AEW. How would you guys feel then? All of this hype for CM Punk, what if he actually signs with WWE? How would you feel then? Would you still love CM Punk? Or would you be like, oh, fuck fuck WWE and still not watch? What if CM Punk got signed by WWE and was the cornerstone of Raw? Would you be mad that a 40-year-old is now the cornerstone of Raw? Would you keep that same energy? Or would you be all about that life because... CM Punk was supposed to be on AEW, but now he's in, on WWE. Or would you be, oh, no, fuck WWE because they're putting AEW down. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> keep that energy, man. All this fantasy book shit, you can't say shit until people show up. If he shows up at, at uh, Rampage, shouts. I hope it works out. I absolutely hope it works out. I don't see it working out. I Again, I hope it works out. If he shows up at Rampage, I'll do a watch-along for All Out. How about that? Put it in the books. Put it in the books. CM Punk shows up at Rampage. I'll do a watch-along for All Out. On Twitter Spaces. Unless unless we work out a video situation. i got to get my graphic situation set up for that. But Twitter Spaces watch-along for All Out if CM Punk shows up at Rampage. How about that? There we go. All right. But now, let's talk about pay-per-views that matter. SummerSlam, Saturday night, August 21st. We have, according to Wikipedia, 10 matches listed. AJ and Almost versus RK Bro for the Raw Tag Team Championships. And I tell you what, they're doing a great job with something I don't like, but the crowd is behind RK Bro. RK Bro is on the rise and toning down the stoner bullshit. RK Bro can do fantastic things for the next six months. Give them the titles, run it out, do it. We got a couple singles matches on the card for no titles. We have Seth Rollins versus Edge, which is going to be fucking fantastic. If Edge has shown anything, he is prepared to wrestle. And he is telling fantastic stories. Now, he is getting very John Cena missionary with the edge light uh but that's okay you know he's he can he can change that in the next feud whatever that's going to be but edge versus seth rollins i fully expect edge to win uh seth rollins being this character constantly puts his foot in his mouth which i think is fantastic 
Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I expect it to be a fantastic match, though. Um, SummerSlam looks like it's going to be about four hours, which is dope. Uh, maybe they go on a little bit earlier because uh, I know they change the pay-per-view times to, to 8 o'clock. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see if they do a 7 to 11 thing. That'll be fine on the East Coast, that is. Uh, let's see here. We got Drew versus Jinder in a singles. Um, I'm okay with it. You know, we got to remember, again, to keep the same energy that we do with a uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, a Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. You know, when when friends get in the ring together, uh, a Sasha Banks, Bailey, right? When friends get in the ring together, we usually get good shit. So, Drew, Jinder, good friends. I I will be in until I'm out, and you can hear my reaction live on Twitter Spaces for the SummerSlam watch along because I'll give them the, the credit. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt as soon as the bell rings. The pomp and circumstance beforehand, I'll wash my hands of it. Nope, the bell rings. Bell to bell, I'll let you know exactly what I think. Join live on Twitter Spaces, and you'll know my opinion live. Uh, another singles match we have for the U.S. Championship, Sheamus versus Damian Priest, a match I know a lot of us have been looking forward to. Um, look, I don't know if this is the time to crown Damian Priest just because Sheamus has been doing such great work. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. So I don't care who wins. I think if Sheamus continues to have it, we can build very strong. Uh, Sheamus, as that's what Sheamus has been doing. But if Damian Priest gets it, that's where I get weary of the new guy getting the push and the push not coming to fruition where they kind of, you know, pump the brakes, hot shot, all this. Stuff. And Damian Priest, if you if you pay attention to his trajectory in WWE, when he gets crowned, he changes to a different character. He becomes more happy-go-lucky. And I don't think that's a good thing. So let's see where this goes. Uh, if Damian Priest wins, hopefully he maintains some strength and some grit and not so happy-go-lucky. Because even when him and Bad Bunny won, we still got you know, cocky, happy-go-lucky Damian Priest, not gritty, grinding Damian Priest, which I would prefer. Uh, another singles match, no title, Alexa Bliss versus Eve Marie. I'm curious. I'm curious how this is going to lay out because Eve Marie slapped Dewdrop, and that support system I can't imagine continuing, but Alexa doesn't need any support to beat Eve Marie. So I wonder what's going to happen here. I don't know what they can do with Lily in this situation to keep the supernatural going, especially with the packed uh, Las Vegas stadium. So I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to, to invest my thought process into this match because it's not going to be normal. Because if it is, it's Alexa Bliss winning in 45 seconds. Because Eve Marie, who hasn't looked terrible, just hasn't wrestled like full continued matches like Lana was. So we'll see how it goes. I fully expect Alexa Bliss to win. I'm curious how it would turn out. Um, I'd love to see Dewdrop get possessed and then go hang out in Alexa's playground all the time. I think that'd be fantastic. Getting into the rest of the championship matches, uh, first women's title Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I've said this before. I didn't like the build in the WrestleMania. I thought the match over-delivered based on the build, delivered exactly how the build should have been. 
I love the match. I thought it was the match of the night, night one, uh, right behind Roman for match of the night of WrestleMania. There might have been another one in there. Uh, I can't get off the top of my head just now. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was great then. I think this one would be great now too. You have a very very pissed off Sasha Banks ready to get her baby back. So we'll see how this goes. I expect Sasha to win. I do, and have Bianca start earning some shit. I think a nice Sasha versus Bianca, the way we had Sasha versus Bailey, except with Bianca chasing, would be would be a great move. So let's see how that goes. Uh, we have the Usos versus the Mysterios for the SmackDown Tag Championships, and you know nothing's nothing's listed on here as pre-show. So we'll see how that goes too. I'm not sure we're gonna get on the pre-show. Uh, I'm assuming, honestly, maybe Sheamus and Priest, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, Usos versus the Mysterios for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I I do believe you continue this Uso run, especially because Roman, with the tag chance by his side, looks a lot better. Because you, you, Roman's holding his family accountable. They can't lose because then Roman has to put the emphasis on making sure that they win again as opposed to who his partner is going to be. Now, I don't know if we get a new partner after this. Um, so, or opponent, I'm sorry, Roman's opponent's going to be. So I don't know if he gets a new opponent after this or if they or if they run back Roman Cena at Clash of Champions or I think Ex- Extreme Rules is up next. So anyway, I, I fully expect the Usos to win. It's a better optic. It's the right way to go. Lashley versus Goldberg. I think people are going to be more surprised by this match than not. Uh, again, listening to the Ringer Network, uh, Lashley was on with Shoemaker and Kaz. Lashley sounds great, man. He's in such a great mental headspace. I expect Lashley to win, but I don't expect this to be the 90-second match. I expect Colin el- elbow tie-ups, test of strength, drag this thing out like eight minutes. That was my favorite Goldberg match with, with Lesnar. It was the one at Mania that went on for like five minutes. Give us that. Give us a long match showing two guys of strength going back and forth. You know, the winner is the strongest best wrestler. We have the triple threat. Nikki Ash versus Charlotte Flair versus Rhea. I think you keep it on Nikki. I think you keep it on Nikki. Now, I'm, I'm going to say this, and you guys can terrible wrestling, take it all you want. I don't like what Nikki is doing, but I get it. Uh, I love Nikki. I think Nikki as a performer, as a wrestler, is incredible. I think the character isn't there. This is this is the Bianca treatment. Give her the belt, let it build around the belt. But you know what? I'll backtrack a little bit. If Nikki Ash happens without the title, then it's about her turning into the superhero in order to get the belt. They're showing that the the confidence in believing you can be a superhero is where her strength comes from in order to be champion. So let's see how resilient she is in this match. I think you keep it on her. And I hope I hope they go the Charlotte Flair, Ray Ripley route post-SummerSlam like I thought it was going to be post, wasn't WrestleMania, post uh, Money in the Bank and have Charlotte Ray in, in a feud minus the title. I think that's how you get the best the best out of that. Roman Reigns versus John Cena for the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns wins. It's going to be fun. It won't be close. We'll get false finishes. But at the end of the day, Roman's going to win. And CM Punk comes out at the end of it. That's my guess. 
that's my fantasy booking for the entire card. I think SummerSlam is going to be dope. I think you guys should come watch along. Twitter Spaces at TW Takes Podcast for Twitter Spaces. I'll set up the space so you guys can uh, set a reminder. And I'll also be tweeting it out as a shared link so you can come along and uh, and listen along, watch along to SummerSlam. On Sunday, we have NXT 36, which is going to be awesome. The one match I really don't care about, I'll get out of the way now. Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. I'm done with it. Their their believability in the ring, I'm over it. Even the video package, I heard some of the podcasts that I listened to like it. I didn't like it. It's overdone. It's the same thing all the time. Overdone. I don't need it anymore. I think Kyle O'Reilly as a wrestler performer has taken steps down since Finn Balor. And I think Adam Cole, to me, who's always been, you know, the way Marsh says about Johnny Gargano, scripted in ring to the obvious. And I don't think he's powerful enough for these moves to look as detrimental as they get sold. It's all about choreography with him. And it's just not something I'm interested in. So fall one, fall two, fall three, it doesn't matter. They should have just had a steel cage match or hell in a cell between the two of them and just let them beat the shit out of each other because... They're doing a traditional wrestling match for one fall, a street fight for fall two, and then a steel cage match if necessary. I'm going to tell you this is how, exactly how it's going to go. Cole's going to win the tr- traditional wrestling match. O'Reilly's going to win the street fight. O'Reilly's going to win the steel cage match. That's how it's going to go. That's how I see it going. So, I don't know. I, I just, I'm not interested in it. Hopefully it opens the show. Hopefully it opens the show because I, I, I don't know. We've got L.A. Knight versus Cameron Grimes in a million-dollar championship match. If Grimes loses, Ted DiBiase is L.A. Knight's butler. Of course, I see Cameron Grimes winning here. I've, I've been loving the fam- fantasy booking of Baron Corbin being interjected in this in some way, shape, or form. Cameron Grimes, quote, has the money, right? He's just stuck in this position. So why isn't Baron Corbin reaching out to Cameron Grimes to be his butler? So if L.A. Knight's butler has a butler, at least uh, uh, Baron Corbin gets paid and then also the thought of L.A. Knight bringing the Million Dollar Championship to SmackDown and Baron Corbin being kind of the hitman for L.A. Knight. Oh, go wrestle so I don't have to. I think Marsh came out with that one, too. Shouts to Wrestling on the Rocks. Um, yeah, but I expect Grimes to win, you know, and then L.A. Knight, honestly, maybe to move on. Maybe to move on. Definitely from Cameron Grimes. Even though they put on good matches, I think that's all done with. NXT Women's Championship match. We have Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai. Should be fun. I mean, this Dakota Kai's the she's the workhorse. You know, she's the Sami Zayn, the Dolph Ziggler, the uh, Kevin Owens, whatever you want to call it of the NXT Women's Division. Uh, it's just always nice when those finally get their due. Uh, I don't anticipate Raquel Gonzalez losing, and if she does, I'm not mad at her losing to Dakota Kai. Next two matches. Um, you know, I would love nothing more than to be a Karrion Cross fan, but I just can't. I don't like his wrestling. I hate his submission, okay? You can't do an effective sleeper hold, rear naked choke, and put your hand on your cheek. It is, number one, it's a bad optic. It's, a, it's as if you're laying on your own hand to go to sleep. But if you, any martial arts school instructor whatever they'll they teach you where to put that second hand and it's behind the head of your opponent palm up because there's no give in the back of your hand 
maybe I watch too much UFC. Maybe I've sat in on too many jujitsu classes, but I just, I hate his choke. I hate it. I think it's fucking dumb. So, I don't know. I'm just not a Karrion Cross fan. I would love to see Joe win, be the three-time NXT champion. Cross move on to hopefully he can get billed a little bit better. Uh, I don't know. The match I'm looking forward to the most, Walter versus Dragunov. Dragunov versus Roddy Strong in NXT was fucking incredible. Such a great match. Walter versus Dragunov won. Outstanding match. Walter versus Ciampa, great. I'm just, I'm excited, man. I thought Dragunov versus Pete Dunne was awesome. So these guys don't put on bad matches. And they haven't put on bad matches. Shouts to, to at Blaine, B-L-8-I-N-3, formerly BC Mendoza. Uh, he was telling me to go check out XWX, where Dragunov and Walter were tag team champions and had great matches together. So, like I said before, when friends get in the ring together, they tend to put on good shit a la L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes. Walter and Dragunov. Should be awesome. I expect to be matching the night. I would find it hard for them to change NXT UK title on American soil. But we'll see. Maybe they will. And then Dragunov gets fanfare when he goes back to the UK. Uh, but this is another match. I don't care who the winner is because I know the match is going to be great. And if I don't go in rooting for, let's say, Dragunov and Walter wins, I can't be disappointed because I would be. So if I go in to watch the match and let them tell me who's going to win, uh, by all means, great. Great. So I'm looking forward to that one. Um, like I said, Karrion Cross versus Joe. It would be great to see if Joe wins. Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai. I'd, I'd like to see Dakota Kai win. LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes. I do think Cameron Grimes wins. And O'Reilly versus Cole. Whatever. Hopefully it's dope. Hopefully it's better than their 45-minute street fight at that other NXT takeover. Um, now that I'm looking at it, if Joe wins, Kai wins, and Grimes wins. That's three title changes. Be interesting. Uh, I don't think they would do three three title changes, but we'll see. NXT TakeOver should be fun. Uh, just keep an eye out on Twitter. You know, if I decide to open the spaces for NXT TakeOver 36, um, I don't think I will, but we'll see. Uh, but join the spaces for SummerSlam, the one-year anniversary show. SummerSlam, watch along where myself at Justin Time 211 the Twitter co-host, the official Twitter co-host on air of the Terrible Wrestling Takes podcast, will be there talking SummerSlam live as it happens. Probably record it and post it too so you guys can hear all our shit talk of everybody that came through and just had a good time. So, uh, shouts to y'all. Make sure you like, subscribe, all that bullshit because it does help. It puts, you up, puts us up in the charts, the ratings, all that good stuff. If I get there, that means you guys got there. So I want to thank you guys again for all the crazy support. It's been fucking dope. Again, thanks to to Blaine, to Trix, to Graham, and Just a Wrestling 5 for your, your questions that came through late on the last go-around. I, I made sure I got to them this time. Again, TWTakesPodcast.com for all audio platforms. Like and subscribe on your favorite one. And TWTakesPodcast.com slash TWTs for all kinds of dope merch. There's a $40 anniversary pack. Get you five shirts, five pins, four coasters, three stickers. Just support the show. Uh, you know, do some upgrades. Get get a better streaming situation so we can do more video stuff again. But it'll be great. All right. Y'all hear the music. You know how it goes. So, with that being said, review if you do. Rate if you feel. Follow me at TWTakesPodcast on Instagram and Twitter. Share your terrible wrestling takes via my pinned tweet. Email me 
bishoptwtakes at gmail.com. Until next time.